Welcome to Happy Thoughts, the storytime podcast with great music. I'm your host, Joey Brovant, and each week I'm, I'll be joined by fellow Piedmont students to hear a story of theirs and reflect on it. This week, my guest is none other than the radio legend herself, the queen, the current queen at Piedmont of Radio, Savannah <laughs> Richardsons. How are you doing? Another capstone mate, too. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Love that intro. Thank you. Thank you. You just made a name for yourself. I mean, you're currently the head of the radio station. You keep mm -hmm. it going, keep it afloat. You pick the music, right, that goes on the radio for us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so not all of the music are my picks. A lot of those were from Marion, who was yeah. the station manager before me. But I have started within the past year or so going in and uploading some newer music that is my I like music. That. I like so. that. I got to talk to you about getting our music up there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, we're going to throw it to a song break right here, and we will be right back. Sometimes I 
think about is nothing But I never wanna fall again uh-huh. Yo no te quisiera olvidar Pero contigo es todo nada Yeah, yeah You're deep in water, you're drowning us You question my love like it's not enough But I hate that you know, you know, you know You got me tied up You regret it now, but it's your mistake What makes you think that my mind will change And you hate that you know, you know, you know, you know You messed up One day you'll love me again All right, and we are back with Savannah Richardson's. She's going to share with us her story of her time starting with the radio here at Piedmont. Um, so let's just take it away. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, I started radio kind of early whenever I came to Piedmont because I knew coming in that that was something I really wanted to explore. I knew from Mass Comm Experience Day and some different um, admissions events from high school. And so I think it was my second semester freshman year that I decided to take Radio 1. And I just got along really well with my group. Yeah. Like our classmates, because whenever you're in Radio 1, you have to form a team. It's a bonding experience. It really is. Early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of late nights, lots of, you're in the studio together so many hours out of the day. You can't not get along it's or like things won't get done. It's like a team sport, because if one person doesn't do their job right, makes the whole team look bad. Like mm-hmm. everything, everything has to be cohesive. You got to know what's going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, constant communication. And so whenever you first start out the class, you go through a couple weeks of instruction, learn how to use the studio and everything. And then you start your own personal radio show with your group. Um, And we had some discussion about what we wanted our group name to be for the show and what we wanted the theme to be. And I don't remember who suggested it. It might have been Christian Castro, who's another sports comm major, I think, here. And... (laughs) The idea was Flavor Town Fridays, uh, here to spice up your life. Oh, and that's, it your, was, that's your tag. That was our tagline. <laughs> yeah, I it, love that actually. Guy it was. Fieri, he's. That, I don't think his meme has died yet. So no, especially not then. No, yeah, and this was a few years ago. <laughs> I mean, I still think it's kind of funny, but yeah, it was a it was kind of a meme show altogether, and that was the idea. Because yeah. you know, it's a college radio station. It, it, you can do fun things. You can be a little quirky. Do you think your group held together like the same kind of um, image throughout whoever was the host? You know, because I feel like some groups, everybody's yeah. got their own style when they host. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was a it was a variety show. So like each like each host really had their pick of what they wanted to do. And we had some weird topics. Like we had one show that was entirely devoted to food, obviously, because Guy Fieri. Yeah, gotta do that. Uh, And we played like Fruit Salad by the Wiggles and like a bunch of... Actually one of my favorite songs (laughs) of all time. I was a Wiggles kid. Oh, me too, 100%. So it was kind of nostalgic. We played a lot of throwback and there was a lot of creative freedom because we didn't have a super set theme. It's like we had like a space week and just kind of went with whatever Ooh, I like that, space week. we were vibing with that day. Uh, we did at one point decide to create our logo for our show. And with the logo came a Guy Fieri shrine <laughs> posted up in shrine. the studio. Interesting. Yeah, we got created. Was, got- sh- was this on a, sh- a show day? Oh, it stayed. Yeah, it stayed up the entire semester. Oh, wow. DVC never okay. made us take it down. Wow, I like that. It was if you walk into the studio, there's like a bulletin board over on the right hand wall, and we oh, you came out. Yeah, we broke out the construction nice. paper. Like we crafted it up, <laughs> and it was have, gorgeous. You, so you made a Guy Fieri shine. Mm-hmm. And did anyone go for the Guy Fieri look? Any Guy Fieri ha- haircuts? Uh, no Guy Fieri looks. There were some dress up days. Um, oh, yeah, we like that. Yeah, I know that for one of the shows we did, it was a country week, and Will Sargent, who's another senior in our capstone class, he was the host that week, and he showed up in a pair of cut-off blue jean shorts. Oh, no. Yeah, a good old <laughs> plaid shirt and had his cowboy boots on and his cowboy hat. Hello, America. Yeah, <laughs> it was a fun week. I like that, I like that. Host has to bring the energy, you know? They've oh, bring, yeah. They've got to bring the flavor. That's something that's really important about radio I found through 
everything I've done with radio here is if you're not having fun with it, the audience isn't going to have fun with yeah. it. So we usually had a lot of energy. I have tons of videos from our Instagram of just us doing stupid, crazy dances oh, I love that in the middle of a the, show. I love that we had to have an Instagram with the with the radio shows. Yeah. Just to make it more like awkward, but like fun at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. I and it was, that. it was a little awkward at first. <laughs> And then, like, the more comfortable we got with our pseudo-stupidity, uh, <laughs> the, the more fun the Instagram became. And it's still up. Like, our Instagram is still up because yeah. it's kind of like a scrapbook now. I've learned it's almost impossible to delete Instagrams. My yeah. brother has this infamous Instagram that I made for him called, like, Raffle Turtle or something, like, sixth grade. <laughs> and it just has the worst, cringiest picture of him as the... It's on there forever. No one can delete the account. Immortalized. Immortalized, exactly. Yeah. Our, uh, our group me is still up, too. You know how whenever oh. you join, like, you have your class, so you all have to have a group me so you can communicate and plan stuff out. Our Flavortown Fridays group me is still up, like, three years strong? later. Yeah, we'll send, like, Guy Fieri TikToks to each other. Yeah. And half of Heck our yeah. class is graduated now. So, like, Becca James, who lives in Florida, she's in Orlando. I think she is a, um, I think she works for a Disney hotel as oh, a very nice. director of some form. She keeps sending us stuff. And then you've got a couple in Capstone with you. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I like... Oh, yeah. That's one of the nice things is that that Radio 1 class is so key on building those those intimate relationships with your co-stars kind of as you as you move on. Like, that's one of those classes oh, yeah. where you'll actually get to work with the people. Maybe you don't hang out with all the time, but you will see for the next four years of your life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people take it early. So, like, I would say that Radio 1 and Capstone are the two key classes for, mm. like, bonding yeah. in the mass comm department at Piedmont. Yeah. Ra uh, video 1 used to be probably the top yeah. one just because, I mean, it was all 11 people doing, like, mm -hmm. or all 12 or whatever doing one thing together. Yeah. But, um... It's changed But I, I, I also didn't love... I loved the idea of it really got to teach you how to work that, that room, that studio. Yeah. Um, which is, um, if, you know, if you don't know, if you're not a Mastercom major, we have this big, big like, newsroom studio that's super awesome. And, you know, probably a lot of programs don't have something like that. Oh, yeah. But it's only, it's only so specifically useful. So um, right. it's, if you're trying to learn anything else with video, you're out of luck, kind of. If, if you go that route, which I think... I mean, now none of the video classes know how to teach how to use it. Yeah, it's kind of gotten phased out by generations of students yeah. here. Just most of the people who learned how to use it have now graduated. <laughs> and there's DVC. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. He's got the shorts on. You know, he's... <laughs> it's tennis night. <laughs> it's not. No, it it's, is. Every Thursday. Every Thursday is tennis night. I like yeah. that. Um, our wow, we just got a nice surprise here in the booth with our capstone professor giving us some energy. Yeah, giving us some energy tonight. <laughs> oh, we oh we were talking about the studio. Yeah, yeah he teaches I, that class too. Wow. Yeah, he does. Teaches sport comms, and they use it. But yeah, it's just mass comm. I think is kind of a close knit major mm -hmm. for the most part. Even though it's so broad, which I love. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. wants to learn a little bit about them all. Yeah. And then everybody falls into their categories, and they all work together. It's, it's I like that. I right, like that. and like that's what SLC is for because, mm -hmm. like, I'm head over radio, and then you have Abby this semester who's head over newspaper. We kind of all yeah communicate and 
make the whole. And it's a strong cat. Like that's, and you can tell too when mm-hmm. when the SLC isn't top notch. You can tell throughout the whole mask yeah. department. Like, it changes can, the whole vibe. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say, I mean, I wasn't in it last semester, but I did hear some spicy, some spicy things about last semester compared to this semester. But, um, you you can just, you can just (laughs) tell, like, it's a shift emotionally and like a shift in personnel that's like, so. Yeah. I don't know if this is off topic or not, but I think anytime you have people in leadership positions, they kind of set the, the vibe for the rest of the, for the rest of the people in the group, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So whenever you have people who are, like, really chill uh, in leadership positions and are, like... It'll give a laid-back vibe to the group. Yeah, the, the whole group like, vibe. Okay, we can ease off. Yeah, it ends up laid-back. I think it's the same way with... Um, yeah, I think you're right. With any kind of leadership position, like, teachers are really big because, I mean, there's so many different ways you can teach a kid now. Mm-hmm. Um, and your your capstone actually kind of focuses on, on, yeah. the, in, on the education industry. But uh, I just think it's cool that with teaching, there's so many different styles... And kids will attach themselves to different kinds of styles. Mm-hmm. Um, just just to name a few of even our teachers, you know, we've got a huge variety of yeah, teaching we do. styles. DVC <laughs> has this very old school, determined. I'll do I'll do anything I can tell you to. You know, I'll do anything I give you to do. Right. Yeah. And, and he follows it to a T. So you know, it's it works when you want to motivate a student, and at the same time, it it, it can have the opposite effect with students like. Dang, man, how can I live up to, you know, he's always getting it done. Whatever I ask him to do, he'll get it done. I really respect that, though. And I'm not just saying this because I know that he's going to listen to this (laughs) eventually, and he is the one who ultimately grades all of my stuff. Not just just Brown (laughs) doesn't hear. It's I can I can respect that and that's something that I really want to try and emulate no, going forward as an educator. Ho- hopefully, yeah. <laughs> um, it's strong. You know, it's it's a it's a strong way of leading, and when you have a strong sense of leadership, it makes the group strong. You know, yeah. So you're saying, like I think the no matter if the group is annoyed or if they're on board, they are following. You know, they're gonna follow that that person. Up. They're gonna follow the leaders path so if they're setting a strong example they're going to follow that example no matter like whether they want to or not right yeah it just ends up that way and yeah we i don't know if in my original radio group we ever had like a like a leader it was just more of a we had a democracy yeah a lot more than anything else and that just it made it so much fun that's actually i think (laughs) that's another key thing because that class can go both ways you can have that one person that's like guys i'm getting an a you're all getting it with me because I'm dragging this boat to the finish line. Yeah. Or you can have the group where like everybody everybody knows they're gonna try to get their stuff done, and and they're gonna like make sure other everybody's like doing their stuff too. Yeah. And it, it just works out that way. You, know? you hold each other accountable to yeah. a certain degree because whenever you're all putting your grade and efforts into one project and it's a big undertaking, you need to make sure that everything is getting done correctly. Because if one person goes down, the whole ship goes down with them. Oh, 100. And, and then you see it happen every year, every semester. You're like, yeah. it'll happen once, you know, you just weren't able to get into the booth one night of the week because of whether other classes are just mm-hmm. pure laziness. But, but yeah, you'll see it happen. And it'll be, it'll be super embarrassing because, like, it's live on the radio. So right. the, the stakes are so crucial and, like, just feel like they bite you right back so easily. And your and DVC is like he's hearing that mistake live, and you know he's only ten paces away. So yep. You, oh, that's yeah. the worst feeling in the world is whenever you're in the middle of a show, whether it's with your group 
or an individual show, yeah. and you see DVC come round in the corner oh, really fast. In. Or when he stands oh, my in the heart room, stops. Like, two yeah. Days, two walls of glass, they still be like, he's diving into my soul. Yeah, he could just be walking <laughs> past for any other reason. He's just walking past to go to the bathroom or whatever. My heart still clenches up anytime oh, I'm yeah. on air talking live and I see him walk past. Because I'm immediately like, oh, God, oh, God, what have I done now? Yes. And the worst <laughs> is because it's like you're in that radio booth. It's like a little jail cell. Like, because you, yeah. you can't leave because you're on air, you know, like mm-hmm. you have to control this like little living thing you're working on. And he and he is just two paces away from stomping at you. Know, it's, yeah. Anytime I would hear dead air during our show, I'd be like, oh, no. Like, here it comes. Like, even if I know storm. that the song is playing or even if I know that I've pressed play on my intro or my interview or whatever it may be, that, like, split second of dead air right at the beginning, yeah. oh, every time it gives me palpitations. Yeah. Every time. Oh, my, yeah. Even every time I just click one of those red buttons, I'm like, is this the right one? Mm-hmm. Just to double check. It's just, I think I'm meant, it's one of those mental things. Yeah. Um, and it, it's because of... It's also that way he teaches, though. He wants you to feel. He wants you to know, like those mistakes are crucial. Every single one of them is mm-hmm. crucial, and you should be not worried to make those mistakes, but you should be ready to fix them or ready to, like, you know, not make them in the future. Yeah, I mean, um, it's like he tells us in Radio One. One of the first things you learn in that class is, hey, you can get fired over ten seconds under or ten seconds over if you're supposed to be a fifty-minute show. Yeah, you need to be a fifty-minute show. It's just how the industry runs, and so that's how he teaches us. He he treats us like we would be treated if we were in an actual job, and I think that that's yeah. what college is supposed to be. No, and I agree. And I think radio used to be. Um, just because it's so, it's shifting to such a free-flowing community, like with these podcasts yeah. now. I mean, we're on one right now. Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's just becoming so uh, so free-flowing. But I think in back in the day, I think radio was the kind of strictest platform. You know, you mm-hmm. got to hit these deadlines. Um, after all those new laws were passed that gave the FCC so much power, you know, it became so strict and demanding. Like you have yeah. to be. You have to, even your content had to be up to like a certain par. And um, I think it's definitely fun out a little bit mm-hmm. because now it's mostly music. And and if there's talking, it's either very social and bubbly or like mm-hmm. super informative. Um, but it's interesting. I love that radio is just one of those things that it's, it's just audio. You know, it's just giving you something to listen to. And it's been that way for 101 years now. Yeah. Last year was the, 2020 was the 100 year mark. And I don't think radio will ever die. I think it will shift into something better. Yeah. Um, just because there's something about this live aspect now. You know, why would I? No one wants to cue into anything halfway through mm-hmm. nowadays when they don't have to. Oh, um, yeah. And even on my live radio show, I pre-record stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes, and I don't do this all the time. I still do open the mic and do live talk because it is a live show. But like half of my show today, just because I was so busy earlier, I pre-recorded. Yeah. So the only time I went live on my 30-minute show today was um, like two minutes at the end. Yeah. And I mean, and, and there's not really a need to go live for so much of what radio is because most of the time you're not it, – it's all stuff that's already scripted. It's really just mm-hmm. you hopping on the mic because um, I guess I guess you can feel it when it's live if yeah. you're a viewer. But, um, you know, for segments when a caller is calling in, obviously making that live – has a much better tone to it and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And whenever you're communicating with someone, interviews are, are better live. Yeah. Um, especially for radio. But yeah, like there's so much that doesn't to be live. And really, interviews don't have to be. Um, that's something that's that can be easily pre-recorded. Mm -hmm. And most of my interviews are just because it's easier to work around people's There's, schedules. Yeah. yeah. I never want to feel like I'm inconveniencing someone. Yeah. Because the best time for someone to be listening to radio is not the best time to be interviewing someone. For exactly. <laughs> exactly. I like that. I like that. All right. We're going to take a little break here and listen to some more songs. We're having a great time here, guys. Here is Morning by Mark E. Bassey. You. If the richer man was looking at you, would you stay called as a statue? Wouldn't my love still be good for you? Would you be there in the morning, 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 morning? Would you be there in the morning, 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 morning? Would you stay here from the sunset to the sunrise when I? Drunk, can you check my message and see my exes? Would you still believe that it's only just us and I'm not reckless? Would you know if I ever lay with another lover? We was on a break, babe, and I wore up. And would you forgive me? Would you be there in the morning? morning? Would you be there in the morning, 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 morning? Would you stay here from the sunsets or the sunrise when I opened up? Dreamed of a woman, oh, dark brown eyes. Daddy taught her how she knows. She brought me to life. She set my soul in motion. And that's the only one thing that I gotta know. Would you be there? Morning, 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 morning. Would you be there in the Sunrise when I open up both eyes, be there in the morning, 
Right, and we are back with Savannah. Savannah, so let's just kind of get into, so you got here. You, you went to the Mass Comm Day Experience Day, you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which we both helped with now that we're kind of older and yeah. um, adulty and know our way around adult-y. this building, this real this real big building in the middle of nowhere. Um, so what's it kind of like? What, what were your stages, you think, as you sort of grew into um, really finding, like, radio was your home? Yeah, so I started my freshman year of high school uh, with yearbook at my high school, and this oh, was the cool. first ever field trip we did. First time I came on Piedmont campus, actually, uh, they hadn't even built the commons yet. We went and ate lunch in the old. Oh no, um, kidding! In it, the old. It was record. right before our year, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. And so then I came back every year after that because I stayed in that same club, and that was just our field trip was come to Piedmont and do MassCom Experience Day. And so I really enjoy anytime I get the chance to talk. I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> As anyone who knows me will tell you, I, I talk that. a lot. I get that. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I came on and every time we got the opportunity to like be on air as high schoolers and he would like hand us a little little silly weather script or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I ate that up. I thought I was killing it and I probably sounded terrible. Yeah. But I did it every year. I read the little weather script and it was 
just kind of fun and exciting. So I knew that as soon as I got to Piedmont, that was going to be one of the first things I wanted to try, uh, especially because the rumor at the time was that DVC wasn't going to stay that long. Yeah. And I knew I wanted Still to take rumor, it with him. But it's been four years. <laughs> yeah. So I jumped on that the minute I could because I thought he was going to retire what ended up being last year. So I thought it yeah. was going to be my first and second year. And then third and fourth, I wouldn't Which have him as a too, professor. Because we lost a, yeah, we lost our premier video professor mm-hmm. who like everybody had loved. Just like almost like the queen of, of mass comedy. Arbiter. Yeah. Yeah. Right before she left. But um. I think I think we're in a good spot. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. So I knew that that was happening. So I went ahead and took radio one. And that was really whenever I fell in love with it. Because I love anything that's like teamwork and just team building and gives you an opportunity to not just sit in a dorm room and work on something. Yeah. Like I love Get the roar out. to death. I love writing for the roar because I love writing. But there's a complete difference in energy level between sitting down and writing an article. Yeah, in your dorm, typing it up at yeah, 11 o'clock at night. And getting to, you know, stay here late at night and joke around with friends and hang out in the studio and play music. Studio has a fun energy. When you go yeah. into the studio and you know exactly what you're, you're going to do, mm-hmm. it's fun. Um, I'll admit, when you don't know what you're doing or you get stuck in the ready booth, yeah. it's the opposite feeling of like, oh, crap, I have... I'm gonna mess something up, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but it's that anytime you're you're not even thinking about what you're doing in the radio booth, it is like a really thrilling experience. I mean, you just lose track of time. Yeah, going live, no matter how many times I open on a live mic, it feels different than when you're recording. Like yeah. it just it gets your heart rate going a little bit because there's that little bit of fear of oh crap, what if I mess this up? There's there's no coming back from it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time. It feels like you're having a conversation with a live audience because you are. I mean, talking into a mic and recording and then knowing you can go back and listen and edit is very different from just turning on the mic and talking to whoever is usually sitting around MassCom because yeah. we have the radio or, going yeah. in here all the that's time. Gonna, yeah, most, I feel like most people that are listening are who's in here. Yeah, probably. But that's nice. That's nice. feels like you've got – and that's what I do actually like about our radio station because it feels like who, when you're talking on our radio station – you're talking so intimately with like the three people, one mm-hmm. person that's like listening, you know, like like my message being heard by a small group, but but they're listening, you know? Yeah. Like they want to hear what I got to say. Yeah. And it's it's fun. It's exciting. Yeah. And I have found that it's a lot easier to talk live on air whenever there's someone else in the studio. I oh, don't know yeah. what it is about that, but like earlier today, one of my roommates just walked into the studio for a minute while I was doing my final segment live on air. And I just felt like I did better in that segment than I had any other segment that day. Because oh, no, it feels like I'm talking to ta- someone. Were you, okay. <laughs> yeah, she did. And then she got stuck in the studio. Because if you come in... <laughs> oh, the and door the, is like heavy as hell. Well, does it lock? It Well, stuck in the studio in that she didn't know I was about to go on live. Oh, she couldn't, oh, she and then leave. she walked in the minute I turned on the mic and the door is so heavy, it makes a loud sound that you can hear on mic whenever you shut it. Yeah. So she just had to sit in there until I was done so she could Dang. open the door and that. leave again. That And that's, a, I think that's, anytime you walk in on someone while they're like vulnerable in the radio station, like, yeah. Yo, yo, like, come on. Oh, because oh. it sucks to re-record whenever you're on a roll. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate, especially when you're doing something like, you really want to just like get it over with like a PSA that you just can't get one line right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, this is 30 seconds. Let's just knock it out. And then someone walks in. Yeah. <laughs> and I found that usually if I can get it done 
the first time, first read through, no issue, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, if I have to go back and re-record a second time, there will almost certainly be a third and fourth and fifth time. <laughs> I either hit it in one shot or ten. Yeah. No, I 100% get that. I don't know what it is, but recording, like, massive pieces of dialogue has never been my strong suit. Like, I just... Yeah. It, for, for me, it's like it, as I get deeper into it, my I, I get it all, all in my head about the timing. Like, like oh, did I, mm-hmm. did I say that sentence and, like, the... The right, the right um, diction. Did I have the right diction on that? And I, I don't know. I get so inside my head, and then by the time I'm halfway through, I'm like, oh. Uh, uh. For me, whenever I'm reading like a long script, mm-hmm. it almost seems like my brain turns off for a minute, and I just, I'm just spitting back words that I'm seeing, but I'm not actually reading them or comprehending them. Yeah. So I'll get to the end of a section, and like I'll be done reading. I have no clue if what I read made sense. If I got the intonation correct because the goal with radio is always to make it sound conversational yeah like you're just i feel like reading from a script sometimes i can sound a little robotic just a yeah. bit yeah and that and, it, and it, it it's good and bad i feel like sometimes i read from the script and i like hear my radio voice right air, insert air quotes but uh like your radio voice where you just feel so much smoother than you ever have in your life mm-hmm. you're like, oh where's this voice but um <laughs> And, or it sounds like, hello, my name is Joseph, and just so robotic and, like, weird. Like, not, not you know, you want to say this, you want to talk like this, but um, that's just that's just how radio goes when you get that mic in front of your face. Oh, you know? sometimes mic in front of your face, brain turns off immediately. <laughs> there are just some days where the second I try to speak into a mic, I've every thought that I've ever had just abandons yeah. me. My final project for Radio 1... That's what happened to me. I just the nerves. And you're right. When you're in the booth by yourself and it's live, it's just so weird because you know exactly what you have to do, but everything goes at the window right when that light turns on. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I say anything, if I say anything wrong, it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad, and, and everybody's gonna know. Yeah. Especially DVC. I played my, I played Garrett's intro and outro for my, and and like he had gone like pretty recently before me. So yeah. Like, clearly it was not mine, and I was just, like, so sad. I was mainly sad that I couldn't get mine in there on, the set, on like, the outro, but I oh. had to do all my, you know, I had to do my show after mm-hmm. that, so I just had no time to, like, go back and, like, m- check which one was mine. I don't know. It's oh, it's a, a lot blender. to keep up with. <laughs> Definitely a lot to keep up with. Yeah. Especially if you're hosting. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, that's why I don't like the, that's why radio never became my favorite thing, because... The, the technical spontaneity of it. Like, you have to be able to hit all these things. You have to be able to know exactly what you're doing mm-hmm. all on time. And that just, that's, I don't know, that thing, that's the kind of pressure that I I don't excel at. Like, I could yeah I could learn how to be good with it, and I could, you know, it's, it's definitely a skill you can learn and, and get good at, um, like you have, obviously. But I, I just, when it never grabbed me like that. Yeah, well, it's not a skill that you can, like, just learn by comprehending yeah. because everything, nothing in the studio is complicated. Like everything is very carefully labeled. Like our computer has computer two written on it on a label. And then on the board, there is a slider that says computer two. So obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. this slider goes to this computer, but 
if you haven't done it enough to have the muscle memory to know like, okay, I need to slide computer two up while I'm sliding Bluetooth two down. And like, if you can't multitask and yeah. do that kind of without while, thinking about while it. While talking. What, stuff, yeah. yeah. Cause I have to read my script and have one hand over here pulling up my next interview on the computer. And at the same time, I have to watch my levels and make sure I'm not blowing anybody's speakers out. <laughs> and at the same time, I have to be over here worrying about turning on my next song. It's just so many things going on at once. Yep. The only way you can really get good at that, if you ask me, is doing it a lot. Yeah. Which sucks because the first times you're going to do it probably aren't going to go And it's not, something, it's not something you can just do a bunch and then stop and pick back up. You got to continue. It's, yeah. It's all about consistency. Because, I mean, every time I come back into the booth now, it's a, just an immediate look at the board, check out every little thing, remember what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, okay, now I can kind of now I can kind of work from here. But, yeah, when you don't have that that everyday kind of just working with it like an hour, doing something yeah. in there, like it, it helps you familiarize everything with it. It's there's, daunting. Yeah, there's still a lot of stuff I, I forget how to do in there. Um, it is nice because it is stuff. It I think anybody with a general comprehension of of um, any kind of technology like mm-hmm. this could pick up how to work a radio booth in one day. Yeah. But like they want. I mean, you want to be mastered at anything. But I think they could know how everything works in one day. Oh yeah, and DVC doesn't spend a whole lot of time when you're in class, or at least he didn't when. I was in his class. Yeah. We don't spend a whole lot of time in the studio with just him explaining things. Oh, no. We no. had like one or maybe two days in the studio early on in the class where he actually showed us what everything did. And then after that, we go straight into like applicable practice. Yeah. So we go straight into, you know, let's run a CD today. Let's go on and do the weather today. And he's good at that kind of stuff. Because, um, yeah, he's... And he's not, it's weird because his classes are either all practical mm-hmm. knowledge or all book knowledge. Yeah. So it's such a tough break because um, on the one hand, you like half his classes are really fun and exciting mm-hmm. and really high risk and reward. Yeah. Or they're really low risk and reward and you're like, will I even need to know that? You know, like my brain yeah. can't handle all of this. Yeah, like I took both advertising and sales with him, and both of those were oh, were like that. Is, is mind numbing just because <laughs> just because you it, one it's like an industry that you the more you learn about it, the more you love it, and the more you hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're like, I mean, I, I think on the first day I was like, I'm not getting into advertising. Mm-hmm. I will not like I will not sell my soul. But at the same time, it's like man, the industry has kind of a little bit of everything like you know yeah it's definitely you can definitely be creative you can um work in such a free-flowing thing but you're like selling out you're just you're not selling out but you're you're just like kind of totally under the hand of the company you're working for yeah um and you know that advertising is 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 solely a i don't know in my eyes i look at advertising as something that's built to Pull more, pull more money out of consumers than necessary. Oh, yeah. It's all about the money. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, I got a sales certificate through a class here with P1 Learning thinking, okay, you make a lot of money in radio sales and there's not a whole lot of people doing it. Radio sales is Maybe fun. I'll get into that. Sales is cool. I can't do math. <laughs> I just, the more I thought about it, I'm like, I still have to pull out a calculator to do like simple math. I like if I'm that. I putting taxes on... Like meal tickets, yeah. 
catch me with a calculator <laughs> every time. I just can't. And I'm I'm a people person. I love talking to people, but I don't know if I could do the monotony of no, I just making calls all day. I, I really thought about it for a minute, but I eventually kind of dropped that idea. Yeah. I'm still trying to find it. I My main hopes are I hope I can take this mass comm degree and use it for um, something maybe a little outside the box of, you know, kind of, I know it's a big box what MassCom has Very. to offer. Mm-hmm. I mean, like probably over a hundred just entry level jobs, but um, that are all so different. But, you know, maybe even outside that box, just really trying to see what's out there. But I, I mean, I don't know. It's all so interesting. Like, it's, and it's so, it's such a basic need. Like a lot of things we do, like, I mean, journalism in general, so important to our way of life. Oh, yeah. Especially here in the U.S. Yeah, like half the people, that's all they have to educate them on voting, on any of the things in our country, Mm -hmm. which is just kind of how our our system works. Um, So, you know, our jobs are still super important. And for some reason, they just happen to becoming super less appreciated and kind of abused, too, but... Especially with social media, you know, it's, it's made a lot of things uh, more complicated than they were priorly. I'm not going to say whether or not I think that's good or bad, because honestly, I don't know. No, me too. I don't think we figured that out yet. I don't know. I think social media as a whole and like plenty of people have, I'm sure, written about it. And I think I think it's kind of agreed that social media as a whole has this negative impact in terms of the the amount of swing it can have on yeah. a huge group of people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've seen this in many ways, um, bad and good, you know, like it can sway the public to donate to this great, to these great causes. Mm-hmm. It can also sway the public to just get crazy mad and, you know, cancel people, do all this. Oh, don't get me started um, on even, cancel culture. <laughs> even get violent and, and all that. But um, so I think, yeah, I think it's like, a, I think everybody has the idea that like, yeah, social media overall isn't, isn't good, but, but like, we're not going to quit using it. Yeah, yeah, the day, yeah, exactly. The day to day use is too, the impact of the day to day is too high to get rid of it, you know? Oh, yeah. Cause I mean, you just need a better way to use it. You need like Facebook and Instagram to apply to jobs now. It's, it's like another form of a resume. Um, can't believe I can't think of it. Uh, there is a, there is a business one. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. LinkedIn. Yeah. There's a, a couple. Yeah. Exactly, and that's like that's literally for professional use, but it, it works just like any other social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just so interesting that I mean they take so many different forms. Like Reddit, I bet a lot of people want to think that's a social media, but hundred <laughs> percent. Lots of people spreading their opinions on Reddit, and that's kind of how I define social media now. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe it's the mo- <laughs> maybe instead of not thinking it's social media, more like the mother of all social media. Yeah, and it was born from the granddaddy, all those other ones like 4chan and. Just so many crazy, it's crazy how we've gotten here. Not super user-friendly, but still very yeah. well used. Oh, Reddit. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Reddit. Oh, Reddit, exactly. I could never get crazy into it. Garrett will show me stuff every once in a while that I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I don't use it, but, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see the highlights. <laughs> I want to see the highlights. Yeah, I want, like, a, like a tip-of-the-iceberg version of Reddit. There's yeah. just so many weird things on Reddit I, I can't navigate i 100 percent get that is there a social media if you had to if you had to run a company social media page which is kind of i'm nervous to ask this i don't want to like jinx either of us okay we end up there but 
Oh, I doubt that'll happen. I think that's a huge industry for the entry-level jobs for us now. Yeah, I'll knock on wood just to be safe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, what social media would you want to run? What social media uh, platform would you want to run for a company? And what company, Hmm. if you had to? Oh, what company? Oh, that's interesting. And what social media? It doesn't have to be a social media company, but, like, you run that company's social media page. Okay, this is going to be a weird one, and it's not technically <laughs> a company. But um, so before I even considered mass communications, or kind of while I was considering mass communications, I also looked into classical studies because okay. I'm I speak classical Latin. I've taken multiple years of Latin and classical classes. I took an Italian art history class, and it's just like a side side hobby. Yeah. Um. And it's a big passion of mine. And I would really love to run Twitter for like a major museum. Ooh, like, that would like be a, cool. That would be real cool. I just have so many puns. There's just <laughs> so many possibilities for that historical be, jokes and puns that like, like that. no one would think was funny except people who <laughs> follow museums on Twitter, you know? Do you follow muse- museums on Twitter? Are you in you Lots of Italian art museums <laughs> on my Twitter. Do, uh, do you think you'd run it like Wendy's or, um, I don't know if you saw this, but recently Burger King UK account. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Pop- popped off a little bit, but um, yeah, would you run it like one of those sort of more savvy company, or not oh, savvy, but savage? Yeah, because I think that's kind of, it's kind of high humor in yeah. a lot of cases. And I feel like that's what a lot of people who would follow museums on social yeah. media, as long as you that's what they're into. As long as people that are doing the same things you're doing, it's acceptable, you know? Yeah, but I would do it in a, like a quirky, fun way. Yeah. But I feel like there's always a lot of, a lot of uh, things that you could say about some of the different exhibits and... Of course, I love making stupid Roman jokes, but I like yeah. That. that has got to be the best answer I could have asked for, <laughs> for that question. Yeah, Museums, I know it's crazy. Twitter, love it. Italian, you said Italian, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Love that. I love oh, that. I'm a I'm a huge Roman history nerd. Are you so are you are you fluent in Italian? Uh, not in Italian, in classical Latin, and I won't say I'm classical fluent. Latin, okay. Uh, I was at about a 3.5 out of 4, which 4 is your maximum fluency level. Okay. Uh, when I graduated high school. I would say so that's pretty fluent. I haven't had the chance to speak it day to day. Do we in... have a Latin program here? No. If okay. we did, I would have I either double say. majored or I would have uh, yeah, minored in easy. it. Get that easy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for I, sure. That stinks because you could have easily gotten that four, I bet, if you, if we had just had a, some kind of oh, program. Yeah, and that's just – I don't even know why I ended up falling in love with it that much. It's just some of I mean, Roman cool. history influenced our culture so – like Roman history oh, yeah. was such an integral part of a lot of oh, yeah. today's culture. And I did a mini – I thought that was going to be my capstone. About the Romans. Yeah, my – all through theory and research, my – research project was going to be on uh, how visual communications in Roman times correspond with visual communications today. No kidding. Are there a lot yeah. of parallels? Oh, a lot, especially whenever it comes to like statuary and old art and like body oh, language. Okay. So, you, okay. I, I guess I wasn't picturing art when you say visual communications, but I guess that is. Yeah. Um, like mosaics were often used in Roman port cities because so many people were coming in from everywhere and there were different languages being spoken. So they would make these huge mosaics that look like they would be beautiful, very expensive pieces of art. 
And they're literally just there to be a menu at different stalls. So you can tell what's being sold. They put fresco of different sexual positions in their brothels so that people (laughs) could come up and know what they were paying for. Like, it's a menu. It's a picture menu like you would see in McDonald's. But we call it classical art now. They also made the first... Public bathrooms that are that were just like no stall. Yeah, everybody chilling in the same room. Mm-hmm. Bathhouses. Love that. I love. Oh that. yeah, but don't get me started on Roman crap because I'll talk about it <laughs> all day long and it won't be interesting to half of anyone. Uh, well, this has but, yeah. been great. This has been truly great, Savannah. We loved having you on here at Happy Thoughts. Um, definitely gave me some happy thoughts. I'm gonna go home learn some Latin, but uh, we'll kick it to your favorite song to end the show. This is Congratulations by Eric Nam and Mac or Mark E. Bassey. Enjoy. I break balloons, you get cups. Dress up in your favorite tops. Champagne for the two of us. I set the table. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you had a good time. Until next time, I'm your host, Joey Brovant. Stay safe and think happy thoughts. Everything.
Happens for a reason. Yes, everything happens.